our life is interdependent with sentient beings. We are not independent of sentient beings. Through this, we see that sentient beings are indispensable in the path to being able to attain Buddhahood or enlightenment. Instead of seeing all the people or the other sentient beings as a nuisance, a problem, an obstacle to my happiness, how we see them is as a great opportunity. Through the sentient beings, we have the opportunity to practice love, kindness, compassion. They give us the opportunity to see how well our practice of forbearance is going and generosity is going. Just think, when other people pop up, they can really test us, test our patience. Really, then, we can see whether our anger is going to arise quickly or not. So in all respects, whether it's practicing love, kindness, compassion to enjoy people's company, or that they bring us the precious opportunity to practice patience, forbearance, generosity, in all of these respects, they provide us the opportunity to practice. And as a result, hold all sentient beings in the greatest of regard and gratitude. They are the source of us being able to attain enlightenment. Our practice is not separate from sentient beings. They are an integral part of our practice in reducing our afflictive emotions, our conceptual obscurations, purifying and transforming and liberating arising afflictions and discriminatory thoughts. It will also help us in the realization of wisdom emptiness. Just like our hand, the palm of our hand and the back of our hand are inseparable from our hand. Similarly, form is empty and emptiness is form. That form is not different from emptiness and emptiness is not different from form. The famous Prajnaparamita, a quote from it. And this also stops us from falling into the ideas of annihilism or eternalism. Great wisdom is inseparable from great compassion, and great compassion is inseparable from great wisdom. A very important purpose of wisdom is to be able to best be able to benefit sentient beings. And through the inseparability of form and emptiness, we may also understand the two truths. And from this, we also have the relative and absolute bodhicitta. A small amount of our suffering may arise from external phenomena and other people. However, as we discussed earlier, the majority of our suffering comes as a result of our afflictive emotions and discriminatory thoughts. And through our own investigation, we see that all our experiences involve our own mind. And this is where we practice, in our mind. This is where we transform. This is where we practice bodhicitta. We purify, we transform, we liberate all of these arising discriminatory thoughts and these afflictive emotions. In reality, where is the difference between samsara and nirvana? The difference is within our own mind. Through these practices of bodhicitta, transforming our mind, 
we can gradually change, overcome our negative habits, and gradually become able to help and guide others. What is the greatest difficulty or obstacle to our practice is our own distraction. It's very important that we improve and establish a good state of the right mindfulness and awareness. And through this, and in order to, to do this, it's very important that we have diligence and discipline. This is very important. And that we commit to practices. This is sometimes a very big problem. For many people, they don't want to or don't like to commit to anything. However, if you really want to establish yourself in these practices, it is important to commit yourself to the practices. There will be hardships, there will be difficulties. However, it is really worthwhile. In the long run, it will really benefit. What happens when we get distracted? We lose our awareness. And then without the awareness, when those thoughts arise, we don't liberate them. They become dualistic thoughts. They become concepts and ideas, and we attach to these. And then they become actions. And this provides the source for samsara, the source of our delusions and our distractions. These habits of ours, we're so accustomed to them that when they arise, we just fall into them without even realizing or noticing that we have done this. A very important part of our practice is not being distracted and maintaining our awareness. Watch every single arising thought. As best as we can, not accepting, not rejecting, observing the thought arise, abide and subside. And continue abiding as best as you can in that state of mind after the thought has subsided and the next thought hasn't arisen yet. When the next thought arises again, don't attach to it or don't reject it. Don't create fabrications about it. Just watch the thought arise, abide and subside. It's very important to apply these teachings in daily life. To just leave them as theory is not going to be of significant benefit. It's the actual practice and application that brings benefit. These teachings of Bodhicitta are something that we can practice relatively easily. It's not as easy to maintain the state of great perfection mind. However, the state of Bodhicitta is much, much easier to apply. And while we teach on a very vast scale, it's also important to note that for us as beginners, that we start on a small scale, start with small deeds, small actions, thinking of how we can benefit others. Maybe we can make them feel happy. We can offer a smile to them. Let somebody go before us. Let them have the better food or the better clothes to wear. Just small little actions of considering other people. Practice greater forbearance and patience and not speak back to other people so quickly. And then gradually we can accumulate merit. We may be able to improve in our ability to benefit others and to consider others. 
these practices of bodhicitta can really make a very big difference in your life, in the life of others. When we see these great teachers, they are testament to the fact that these teachings of bodhicitta really do bring great benefit. We all wish for world peace and harmony. In order for that to happen, we need to have peace and happiness and harmony in our own mind stream. On this note, a very warm welcome to everybody, to the teachings and practices of a Bodhisattva. This great and auspicious aspiration and practice that is of such great benefit. Let's dedicate the merits. By this merit, may all obtain omniscience, having defeated the enemies of wrongdoings in the turbulent waves of birth, old age, sickness and death, may all be liberated from the ocean of the suffering of samsara. Sonam deye tamja zabanye, tobnye nyepe tranang kajecha, keka nachir balang tropai, sibi toli troa troa shon.